Now, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here. Hey, going full nerd. You know, I gotta vibe out just a little bit to the music. If I find my way home, and then get that little. Ah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Once again, it's your boy Onyx here, going full nerd on a Sunday at 6 o'clock. Yes, you could be any place but you are here right now with me and i appreciate that each and every little bit but as always if you watch on youtube and if you listen to the podcast you know i gotta go through the administrative stuff first and let's drop that now so check this out everybody this is the live podcast recording for going full nerd you know onyx uncensored that's what i do and that's where you check me out on various podcast networks you can check me out on iheartradio.com you can check me on anchor.fm slash going full nerd you can also check me out on spotify and apple Podcasts. if you love to put your two cents in and possibly be heard, you can leave me a voice message on anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd. Just click to record the voice message and you could possibly be played on the next podcast or video or depending on what I put out any given week. But also, you can also join me live and make your voice heard. Get that shout out. Get that shout out. Get that two seconds of fame every Sunday at 6 p.m. And that is on YouTube.com slash GoingFullNerd. And if you really want to get some good comic book information, press releases, and oh, by the way, merchandise, all that other good stuff, please visit GoingFullNerd.com. And lastly, oh man, this stuff seems to be a mouthful every time. Maybe I should just pre-record this. I don't know. I think I might do that. Might, might write a little script and pre-record all the administrative stuff. But anyway, last but not least on the administrative, please, if you want to go ahead and get a little more off to your buck, follow me on Twitter. And the handle is onyxxx one nine six nine. Alrighty, hey, and as always, we start off each podcast recording with the top five domestic box office. Hell, I haven't been going to the movies. I've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff. It's getting close to the holiday season. You got to hold that money close. Hold it tight. 
you know, you can't be throwing it out there. You got to hold on to your money. But anyway, but even if you are holding on to your money, this week's top box office, we all know it came out. It had to let it snow, let it snow once again. Frozen came in number one, pulling in $127 million in the opening weekend. Yes, we have gotten Frozen again. I really you know, the frozen mania is, is crazy. So every little girl and kid that loves frozen. Yes, we've got Anna. We've got Elsa. And we've got my favorite character, Olaf, the snowman back again. $127 million, man. What I could do with $127 million. The production quality on this would probably go through the roof. Just saying. Just put my two cents in there. Coming in at number two is last week's number one, Ford versus Ferrari. And that pulled in $16 million. Coming in at number three is the biopic for Mr. Rogers starring Tom Hanks. I'm surprised that that came in third. That only pulled in $13.5 million. I guess it wasn't having a beautiful day in the neighborhood for that one. Coming in at number four, Chadwick Boseman. We know him, Black Panther, in his action shoot 'em up called 21 Bridges, pulling in 9.3 million. And last but not least, last week's number two coming in at number five, and that is the World War Two, one, the basically the war flick Midway coming in at 4.7 million dollars. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I've been taking a chill for a minute, you know, and I've been watching all of the streaming stuff. So if you ever go back over to the YouTube channel, I did some adjustments. I did some changes. I did some fixes to the playlist. So I'm breaking down. I've got the Disney Plus playlist reviews. I got the Netflix playlist reviews. I've got the theater movie reviews and then i got all the other reviews all nice and neat so you can go to the content that you want to hear but let's check this out so i finally finally blew the dust off of netflix and finished watching raising dion now what we got to remember about raising dion raising dion is a flick about a woman who is raising her son. She's a, a widower. She's raising her son on her own after the death of her husband, Mark. That's, you know, let's pull the heartstrings now. Um, pretty much it sounds like an old school John Singleton flick if it was set in L.A. You know, single black mom raising her son. The troubles, the trials, the tribulations that they go through. But when Dion, yes, when he starts to manifest a few different magical superhero-esque or superhero-like abilities, you know, we add a level of complexity that can either make or break this film or this series. Let me say this series. It's not a film. It's a series, okay? So... I said to myself, I said, okay, I was going to watch this and I was going to binge watch Raising Dion. I was going to binge watch it. But then my wife was like, no, I heard good things about it. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and talk about it and watch it together. So you can't watch and binge it like you do your other stuff without me. I said, okay, okay. Life, job, work, 
kids, everything gets in the way. So it took us a minute to watch all of it. We, I think it, it took us a whole eight weeks. I mean, it's been out for a little bit now <laughs> to watch eight episodes, I believe. Yeah, or whatever it is. So here's the thing. I, I'm sitting back, and Netflix is actually creating very interesting concepts. I mean, their original shows, you know, it, it, it it's they're they're get, they're all over the place and they're pretty good or you know or pretty bad. They kind of go back and forth. So, but Raising Dion, this one ran through the blurred community, and from what I understand, everybody raced to watch it and review it. But I don't think a lot of people absorbed it. You know, and when I say blurred community, for those of you who are uninformed and don't understand blurred, that's a black nerd. You know, much like myself. But anyway, you know, so I waited for her and we watched one episode every so often and finished it. And truthfully, I didn't feel one way or another about this show. Okay. That is not a good look when it comes to the Going Full Nerd show review probability. I mean, think about it. If a show has extreme ups and downs, all right, as well as it's trying to address social commentary, okay, and it, it puts all these little different elements like they're cooking a hodgepodge, okay? It becomes a muddled mess. And personally, in my opinion, Raising Dion, for what it was worth, had, I think it had too many cooks in the kitchen. It was just a little bit, they, they, it was all over the place. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to talk about some of the things I thought hit the good points. Okay, hit the good points of Raising Dion. I'm going to hit the bad points and I'm going to hit the WTFs. The what the? Really? Really? You know? Hmm. Had to take a sip on that one. So let me tell you. Let's talk about the good. All right. I love the concept of raising Dion. I mean, think about it. What would you do if you found out your child had superpowers? I mean, this has been addressed so many times in comic book media and television and cartoons and all this other stuff. I mean, really, that's the premise of Superboy. I mean, how do you think, you know, John and Martha Kent felt when they saw little Clark pick up the tractor back in 1932 or what is it, 39, whatever, when Superman first came about. It was like, oh, oh, you know, I'm wearing my Dragon Ball Z shirt, you know, even though, yeah, they found these kids in rockets, you know, and things like that. But can you imagine when they was little and find out, wait a minute, they they got a little power to them, you know, it, it's, a, it's a basic stereo archetype uh, or archetype. Or whatever you, how you want to pronounce it. I, you know, I don't have my thesaurus out right now. But this is the deal. You do that, and then you add a single black mother in Atlanta. 
Now, it gives it a twist, but I don't think they was I, they did not take the twist where I thought they would take the twist. I mean, I've been to Atlanta a few times, and there's a few things in Atlanta. Let's throw it out there. Let's put two and two together. Atlanta, Atlanta. Here's a few things that get down and go down in Atlanta. So single mom, I mean, you know, there was no mention of Magic City in Raising Dion. I'm just saying. <laughs> there was no mention. There was no mention of Freak Nick in Dion. I'm just saying. I'm just putting my two cents in there. All right. But this is the thing, you know. They, they, the good part is, is is the whole premise of the story was actually pretty darn good. I think they could have went a little bit further with, you know, making it a little closer to reality when they tried to address a couple of social issues in it. Um, I don't think it was completely off base when they tried to address a couple of things, but I don't think they put the emphasis on it that they should have or could have. I think that's the best way for me to put it. But the good thing, like I say, the good part of Raising Dion was the concept. The concept. I mean, hey, I would freak out if I found out one of my grandkids has superpowers and I'd be trying to figure out how to get him right. But, you know, I'm a little bit you know, I, I kind of know the superhero thing. I know how to keep the secret identity trained and powers and stuff like that, you know. But I also know that I'm a, 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 a black male, <laughs> and there's certain things that we got to, you know, we got to deal with. We got to deal with. So check this out. So let's continue on. Now let's talk about the bad. I like to say what's up to uh, the people that join my live chat. Ron, Omar, Thomas, appreciate y'all coming in and checking out the uh, podcast recording. But hey, here goes the thing. Yeah, the kid was not the best actor. I will put that out there. That's part of the bad. The kid was not the best actor, but the kid acted like a kid. Now, I look at it. I kind of touched on this a little bit with part of the good, but the character development was slightly poor. Well, it was pretty poor. So there were so many times I would have had Dion's superpowered or not. I'd have said, okay, Dion, go get the switch. Because Dion had a problem with listening. A lot of the problems that happened with Dion is because Dion was hard-headed. Now, a lot of people sitting there, I'm not condoning whipping kids. Don't get it wrong. But sometimes a little discipline could help because Dion was using them powers. Dion, he wasn't laying hands on other kids, but he he hit them with that mental wapow a couple of times, you know. And the thing about it is, is, you know, it, it his listening factor was just horrible. I mean, somebody would say, oh, he's a he's an eight, nine-year-old kid. They don't listen. To no, kids listen. Kids choose to do what they choose to do after they listen. Don't get it wrong. Now, if the kid doesn't listen and the kid act up, he got to get it from somewhere. Pops ain't there. So he's observed that behavior from his mama. So that meant his mama didn't listen. 
in certain instances. And in a couple of flashback scenes, I kind of noticed, yeah, mama didn't listen a few times. Now, here goes the thing. I mean, nobody tries to make their kid miserable. All right. Everything when you tell a kid to do something is to protect them from either making a mistake that you have made or making a mistake that you see the potential of the problems. Dion, with his superpowers, he had more problems that could happen. All right. Just just throwing it, just throwing it in there. And like I say, I don't know too many black moms. I don't know too many moms, period. All right. That really do what they do. That would put up, okay, with him not listening. Dion, no candy. Dion, no candy. Dion, I said, no candy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I can also I can also understand the reluctance to mess with Dion because Dion hit you with the hit you with the okay, you no candy, huh? Uh, take that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you six and a half one way, six and a half the other, call it a draw, right? But now here we go. The other bad about the story was the pacing. Okay. And this is a problem I got with a lot of stuff nowadays. Everybody's trying to be so relevant. Everybody's trying to get into stuff. Nobody's taking their time. This thing had so many different little itty-bitty story arcs that were going back and forth, back and forth. I was like, back and forth. I was like, oh, man, what the heck? But that's okay. But that's okay. So the mom was part of that issue. I think I think my major issue with the whole show was two characters, the mom and dad's best friend. Because the mom, I mean, she went from grieving widow to flirting, back to grieving widow, you know, to, oh my God, it's you, I miss you so much. Yeah, that might be a little bit spoilerific, but that this, this is part of what I call major, major issues. This is the issue, this is like, oh my gosh with this. So now, let's hit it with the WTF. Let's go with the, what the heck happened? All right, the reveal of the villain, okay? The reveal of the villain. The villain was, if you watch just like maybe the first three to four episodes, is out of, it's like, I wonder what did it? Well, who's doing it? How is it happening? And then you get to the last few episodes, and then you're like, what? Him? Oh, hell no. But, you know, you look at it, and I understand that, some of this, they, they do stuff to to see if people will like it, who want to grab it, who try to bring it in. And I know they're trying to set up a second season because some people actually loved this. Some people actually hated it. Some people thought it was wonderful. Some people thought it was, uh. Now, here's the deal. The writing to do such a thing, setting up the villain, and then moving into the next season for the next villain, to me, it felt real predictable. And it was a lot of lazy writing, lazy writing. So I, I, I'm, I'm just feeling some kind of way. Whew. Man. So what did your boy give Raising Dion?
this is this a nerd flicks and chill for you know some i'm gonna be honest with you i you know my wife said it gave her anxiety it get, she said she would watch it and it made her heart race and i think that was more so because of the pacing the erraticness of the show it wasn't because it was an actual enthralling drama you know what i'm saying i mean like i say the mom the mom the mom ain't know what she want to do. Then you introduce the sister who got the relationship with the head doctor. And the head doctor gets her fired because she's going to... Why? Was that even necessary? Was that relevant to the story? Was it? No. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. Really? We just got to be relevant in so many areas to try to draw in every crowd every time we make something instead of just sticking to writing a good story. And I wouldn't even, you know what? I wouldn't even put it as a sci-fi movie. You know, this was on this right platform. It was on Netflix. Is it going to get a second season? I think it will because people jumped on it. The blurred community jumped on it. Everybody wanted to be woke. <laughs> but they needed to put this one to sleep. I'm going to be honest with you. So what do I give Raising Dion? Well, first of all, if it comes back to doing another season, I am going to watch it. Maybe it'll get better. You know, they say the definition of crazy is doing something over and over again and hoping to get a different result. Well, folks, I might be crazy because I'm going to hope for a second season and hope that it gets better from here. Michael B. Jordan, you're the executive producer. I think you may want to take a couple of dollars and put a couple of more in and talk to your writing staff. Whew, man. So Razor Dion as a whole. Some episodes were good, some episodes were bad, but as a whole, since I got to watch the whole season one, gets a two out of five. I mean, I was okay with some parts of it, but overall, I was not impressed. None. Not. None. Of. This is the true definition of Netflix, I feel ill, okay, because the end makes me wish I had did something else. The end felt like a cop-out. The end left me with more questions than answers. Okay? So, I mean, what did you guys think? What did you guys think of Raising Dion? I know it's been a couple of weeks. A lot of people kind of break their necks when it comes to doing these, when I do these reviews, they'll be like, oh, you got to review this. You got to read, check this out, do this. I can't do it all at once. I only got two eyes. Some people say I got four, but I only got two. And I got two with extra correction. I got to squint. I got to read. I got to look. I'm getting old here. Whew. Man, it's driving me mad, folks. But, you know, Netflix, y'all talking about, you know, Getting nervous because of Disney Plus. Y'all gotta y'all gotta come a little stronger than this. Netflix usually drops some pretty good original content. 
real good original content. Like I'm waiting right now. Uh, Lost in Space is getting ready to come back in December on Netflix. I can't wait for that. That's going to be kind of good. I like the first season. I may go back and rewatch it. You can actually go on my YouTube channel and check out what I how I reviewed the first season. It was something worth watching for a minute. But this one, like I said, I mean, if you got some nothing else better to do, go ahead and watch Raising Dion. I gave it a two out of five. It's, it's a little bit less than average or a little bit less than meh. But, you know, I'm not going to ignore it. I mean, it could get better. I mean, there were some bright spots. Like I said, the little girl, uh, the little actress, I liked her better than the main character. You know, a lot of this felt like an independent film. It was independent. You know, I can understand why people say, yeah, I, Omar, I'm with you. The acting was kind of meh, you know, even from Michael B. Jordan, who made, who was a monster as Killmonger, Creed, you know, Fruitvale Station. You know what I'm saying? He was a beast in those. But this, this, I think he just was like, you know, yeah, yo, we, we ain't even going to hire nobody to play the husband. I'm the executive producer. I'll show up two or three days, film a couple of parts. You know, I get to kiss the girl. I do what I do. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I mean, that's, that's how it felt. That's how it felt. That's how it felt if I was the guy to make the movie. You know, if I, if I paid for this movie, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to have a little more than a cameo. If I do a cameo, I'm going to have a recurring cameo. That's how I'm going to do it. That's how I feel. I got so many different superhero concepts in my mind that I think could take raising Dion and, and just be like, yo, get this out of here. But anyway, because I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. So many times I would have whooped Dion's little tail, superpowers or not. <laughs> superpowers or not. But anyway, everybody, i like to... Say thank you very much for joining us this week. We are about at the 25-minute mark, which is where I usually like to cut it loose because it gets hot in here. But I also like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, you know, colonizer day or whatever y'all want to call it. It's all good. I'm glad to see y'all enjoying me. I'm hoping to do a live show next Sunday. I don't know how I feel. I might be traveling. I don't know what I plan on doing, but please, there will be something. Even if it's me premiering a video, I will be on chat with you at 6 p.m. next Sunday. Maybe, sort of, kind of, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. It all depends. But anyway, hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Let me just go ahead and do that. And anyway, remember everyone, if you can't say something nice to somebody, don't say anything at all. Just send me the message. Record your voice message on Anchor.fm, and I'll play it for you, and I'll holler. So let me go ahead, drop that music, because I'm about to find my way home and off this recording. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Now I'm not a writer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,